جزا الله بالخيرات عنا إماتا لنا نقل القرآن عذبا وسلسالا فمنهم بدور سابعة قد تواساطت سماء العلا والعادل زهرا وكمالا إن شاء الله تعالى now I'm going to go into the uh, importance أهمية علم القراءات the importance of علم القراءات and the virtue and the benefit of learning Ilm al-Qara'at. I want to first start by saying the previous prophets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, they were sent to their people. Every prophet that came, they came to address their people. وَلِذَلِكَ you find in the Qur'an Ya qawmi abudullah, my people worship Allah. Whereas Nabiullah Muhammad, he wasn't just sent to the Arabs, he was sent to all mankind. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا كَافَةً لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ Muhammad, we have not sent you Muhammad, we sent you to all mankind. And we sent you to do two things. To give glad tidings to those who follow you and adhere to your commandments. And to warn those who go against your prohibitions or go against your commands, sorry. And they go against your, um, your instruction. Warn those people from the hellfire. From that we learn the Prophet وسلم, was sent to all mankind. But the people that the Messenger وسلم, was with at that time, the overwhelming majority of them were Arabs. And the Arabs, they were different types of people. They had different types of dialects. They spoke differently. The Arabs are different tribes. And every single tribe has a lugah. And every single tribe, they have a particular type or a particular way in which they talk. And it's not very easy for any tribe to change their speech and their pronunciation and their articulation of words. It's hard. For example, Ahlu Najd, that consists of um, Tamim and Qais and Asad. For example, they do Imala. Kanu yumilun. And Imala, meaning Imalatul Alif ila Liya, or Imalatul Fathati ila Kasra, like Jannah. We have Imala in our Qira'ah, Hafsa and Asim, Majriha. That's an Imala, right? The people of Tamim and Qais and Asad, they do Imala. Where on the other side, Lughatul Hijaz, their language is Al-Fatah. The people of Tamim, Yahmiz. And Quraysh, La Yahmiz, they don't do Hams. This shows you that the way that these people spoke was different. So it wasn't easy for them to be given all one way of reciting the Qur'an. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala catered for that. 
It's narrated and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama kana inda adati bani ghifarin. The our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, he was at a rivulet or a tank of bani ghifar. فَأَتَاهُ جِبْرِيلُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ Jibreel came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama and Jibreel said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَأْمُرُكَ أَنْ تَقْرَأُ أُمَّتَكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding you Muhammad to recite unto your people the Qur'an ala harfin in one dialect. Then the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Jibreel أَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ مُعَافَاتَهُ وَمَغْفِرَتَهُ I ask Allah tabarak wa ta'ala to I seek Allah's pardoning and forgiveness. The Prophet sallallahu he said, I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pardoning and forgiveness. But my people, they are not able to recite the Quran in one dialect because they're, they're Arabs, they're many people. They can't all recite in one way. Then Jibreel returned the second time and then he said to the Prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding you, Muhammad, to recite on your people the Quran in two dialects. Faqala the Prophet then sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Asalullaha mu'afatahu wa maghfiratah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his pardoning and his forgiveness. Wa inna ummati la tutiqu dhalik. My ummah is not able to do that. Yani my ummah are large in number. They have different dialects. They have different methods of speaking. Their articulation of words is different and vast. They vary in that matter. For them all to be told to recite in two dialects, that's not something my ummah can do. Jibreel returned on the third occasion. فقال, he said to the Prophet, Allah is instructing you to recite the Quran in three dialects. Then the Messenger, then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Asalullaha mu'afatahu wa maghfirata. I seek refuge. Um, I seek Allah ta'ala's pardoning and his forgiveness. But, wa inna ummati la tutiqu dhalik. But that said, my ummah is not able to do that. My ummah cannot recite the Quran in three dialects. It's still too little. My ummah are large in number. My ummah vary in their speech and their words and what they say. They're different. فَقَالَ ثُمَّ جَاءَ الرَّابِعَةِ And on the fourth occasion, and on the fourth occasion, Jibreel returned and he said to the Prophet Sallallahu إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَأْمُرُكَ أَنْ تَقْرَأُ أُمَّتَكَ الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى سَبْعَةِ أَحْرُفِ on the fourth occasion, Jibreel came down and he said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is commanding you to recite to recite on your people the Quran in seven dialects. And whichever of those huruf, whichever of those huruf Whichever of those dialects in which they recite in, they have got it right. They are accurate and they're precise. So this hadith, it shows that the Arabs and their variation in speech and that the 
Sab'at Ahruf, in which, in which we're going to speak about, inshallah ta'ala, bi'idhnillah al-kareem, was a rukhsa. It was to make it easy for the people when it comes to reciting the Qur'an. Whichever of it is easier for you, you can recite it in. And all of them come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There isn't a harf that the Sahaba has made up or the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made up. It is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is a talaqi wal mushafaha. You always have to remember that. So this shows us the importance of um, learning the different types of variations in the Quran. Because of the fact that you may not be able to recite in one because it's hard for you, but another one might be easier for you. And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to speak about the relationship between the seven ahruf and the seven qira'at inshallah ta'ala. We'll speak about what, what they both are. Are they the same? Uh, is one, uh, what does, does the ahruf contain the qira'at? Is, how does it work? We'll explain that inshallah ta'ala. Don't worry, bi'idhunillah al-kareem. So I want to mention a statement of Ibn Hazm that really points out the importance of Ilm al-Qira'at. Because that's what we're talking about here. Ibn Hazm rahimahullah, he said, ثُمَّ طَلَبُ عِلْمُ الْقُرْآنِ Learning the Qur'an and seeking the knowledge of the Qur'an وَاخْتِلَافِ السَّبْعَةِ And the differences between the seven reciters. فِيهِ وَضَبْطِ قِرَاءَاتِهِمْ And mastering and being precise in their different types of recitations he said, كله فرض على الكفاية. All of that is a communal obligation. It's not an individual obligation. It's a communal obligation. Meaning, if a group of people learn the seven qiraat or they learn the ten qiraat and it's preserved, then inshallah ta'ala, the rest of the ummah are not sinning and they are not um, in the fault or any, any uh, error. But if the whole entire ummah abandon the qiraat, then we are all sinners. But as long as there's a group of people standing up to study it, the burden is lifted from the rest. So it's fardun al kifaya. He said, and it's a great reward for whoever goes out to seek the knowledge of Qiraat. In fi baladi. If your land, you're in, you reside in, there are little people who've actually studied it. Or even if there are a lot of people, it doesn't matter. If you are learning ilmul qiraat and you're learning the Quran, Ibn Hazm rahimahullah said it's a lot of reward. And he mentions the reward comes from the hadith of the Prophet. The best of you is the one who learns the Quran and he teaches the Quran. And Ibn Hazm he says, This is enough to show you the virtue of learning Ilm al-Qira'at and the importance of learning Ilm al-Qira'at that you are going to be from the best of people Khayrukum, the best of you is the one who learns the Qur'an and teaches it Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah also spoke about this issue the importance of Ilm al-Qira'at and how it's necessary to learn Ilm al-Qira'at and he showed rahimahullah a principle that's stated by the scholars أن العبادات التي وردت على أكثر من سيغة فالسنة and yet, he mentions the principle which is if a ibadat comes in different forms, 
a particular ibadah has been transmitted to us from the Prophet, but it has come in different forms. He says that the sunnah is that you come with this sometimes and you come with this sometimes. You alternate between it. And whenever you see Shaykh Al-Sam Taymiyyah bring this qa'idah, he generally uses um, three things. The tashahudat, the istiftahat, uh, and the qiraat. These three, Shaykh Al-Sam Taymiyyah always makes the example for it. The istiftahat means when the Prophet used to start the prayer, there were different types of uh, du'as in which the Prophet would make. It is best to learn all of them so you can vary between them. Sometimes start with this one, sometimes start with this one. The same is with the tashahudat. The tashahudat that has come from the Prophet are different. There are many different wordings to learn all of them in order for you to always have khushu' in your prayer. The same applies with the qiraat. The Prophet has recited the Quran in many different ways. Okay, learning them and studying them in order to change your recitation in the salah. Sometimes read with qiraat, hafsa, and asim, and sometimes read with shu'bat and asim, and sometimes read, recite with other recitations. And it alternate between that. And the ibadat alati waradat ala akthari min sirah, fasunnah an yatiya bihadihi tara wal ukhra tara. وَمِمَّا يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَهْمِيَةِ عِلْمِ الْقِرَاءَةِ From the things that also indicate the importance of ilm al-qira'at and that it's a great, virtuous, important science is أَنَّهُ لَا يَسْتَغْنِي A person who is in the sciences of tafsir and fiqh and hadith and nahw and lugha he cannot be without ilm al-qira'at you're a mufassir, you have to know ilm al-qira'at. You're a faqih, a jurist, you need ilm al-qira'at. You're a muhaddith, a scholar of hadith, you need ilm al-qira'at. You're a nahwi, a grammarian, you need ilm al-qira'at. Why? لتعلقه بهذه العلوم جميعا. Ilm al-qira'at is connected to all of these science, intermingled with it. Rather, it's connected to just about every single science within Islam, Ilm al-Qara'at comes into it. Why would it not? It's the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to, inshallah, prove, give you examples so you can understand the relationship uh, the Qur'an has and how it impacts and how important it also is for the individual who's going to do tafsir of the Qur'an. And I'm also going to mention how important it is for the person who wants to do fiqh rulings, that he must know qiraat. I'm also going to mention how ilmul qiraat is necessary for the person who wants to study Arabic grammar, and how it impacts um, the Arabic language. And last but not least, how ilmul qiraat has an impact on aqidah, and issues related to aqidah. So it's a science that's very important. Let me give you some examples for you to see how it's all interconnected. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَلَوْ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَابًا مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ فَظَلُّوا فِيهِ يَعْرُجُونَ لَقَالُوا إِنَّمَا سُكِّرَتْ أَبَصَارُنَا بَلْ نَحْنُ قَوْمُ مَسْحُورُونَ We have a recitation that I recited which is, Sukkirat Abasaruna, which is the qira'ah of the majority of the reciters. 
But there's some reciters like Ibn Kathir who recites it bi takhfif al kaf. He doesn't say innama sukirat abasaruna. Rather, what he says is innama sukirat abasaruna. Bi takhfif. He doesn't make it hard. And this actually impacts the meaning of that word. The first meaning, it will be according to the majority of the scholars, the overwhelming majority of scholars who recited it with tashdeed, is the word sukirat means suddat abasaruna, our eyes have been blocked. Whereas if you read it bitakhfif, the qira'ah of Ibn Kathir, it becomes suhirat abasaruna. A spell has been cast over our eyes. The verses complement one another in meaning. They don't contradict one another. But you get two magnificent meaning from two different recitations. Let me give you another example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَمَا هُوَ عَلَى الْغَيْبِ بِضَنِينَ وَمَا هُوَ عَلَى الْغَيْبِ بِضَنِينَ The word بِضَنِينَ, there's two recitations. There's a recitation of Ibn Kathir and Abu Amr and Al-Kisai who recited Bidha. Ba'a'ayn. Recited it as Bidhanin. According to that recitation, the meaning means وَمَا هُوَ عَلَى الْغَيْبِ Bidhanin means أي متهم. Muhammad is not one that is suspected. He's not one that's suspected. Uh, that's if we read it bidha according to the qira'ah of Ibn Kathir Abu Amr and Al-Kisai. But if you read it according to the qira'ah of the Al-Baqul, bidhat, it becomes the meaning bibakhil, wa ma huwa ala al-ghayi means a bibakhil. Muhammad is not one who is stingy with this information and this knowledge that he has. He's not one that is stingy. Muhammad would definitely share it. So what we've just taken is two examples of how the qira'at affected the tafsir and how the mufassir is in need of qira'at. Now I'm going to, go to give you an example of how the faqih, the person who is studying fiqh, who's into fiqh, how ilm al-qira'at also impacts them. I'm just going to give one example, inshallah ta'ala. Qawluhu ta'ala in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ya ayyuladhina amanu, idha qumtum ila salati faqsiru wujuhakum wa aydiyakum ila al-marafiqi wa msahu biru'usikum wa arjulakum and wa arjulikum. We have two recitations. وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ بِالنَّصْبِ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ Which is the qira'ah of Nafi' wa Ibn Amir wa Al-Kisai wa Hafs wa Ya'qub. وَقَرَأَ الْبَاقُونَ And the overwhelming majority of the qura'ah, I mean the large amount of the qura'ah or the other qura'ah, they recited it as بِالْجَرِّ وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ Does those two affect the meaning? Yes, they do. According to the nasb, if you say وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ It means wash the leg. It's then عَطْفْ on فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ That's what it's connected to. So you're going to say washing the legs. That is if you say وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ Which is what we recite, حَفْسَ نَاسِ If you recite it as وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ It's connected with what? It's talking about wiping the legs. And when is it that you wipe your legs? You wipe over your hufayn, not your leg, the hufayn, or the jawrab. 
So on those two qira'ah, we have two different rulings taken from it. The qira'ah of, uh, of Al-Nasb, which is the qira'ah of Nafi' wa Ibn Amr wa Al-Kisai wa Hafs wa Yaqub, gives us that washing the leg has to be done for the leg. And the other qira'ah, the other qura'ah who recited it, Bil Jarri, we take from it wiping over the Jawrab, the Khufayn. Now, inshallah ta'ala, I want to show the relationship for the Arabic language and Al-Qira'at. How important it is for the scholar of the Arabic language and who is studying the Arabic language, who is studying grammar, how important Ilm Al-Qira'at is for that person. As the scholars have stated and mentioned, the scholar of the Arabic language, who studied the Arabic language, who is into the Arabic language, one thing he doesn't have is that how the Arabs pronounce things. The issue of pronunciation has not been transmitted to the person in the Arabic language. And we don't know how the Arabs said this word with their mouth. We know the, uh, the kasra, the dhamma, the fatha, we know that. But what we don't know is the idgham, the idhar, the ikhfa. We don't know all of that. That is preserved through the Qur'an. Like Mas'ala to Al-Ishmam, for example. The ulama al-Nahw, they speak about it, but they took it from the Qira'at. They borrowed it from the Qira'at. ولذلك Ibn Malik, when he's saying, وَاكْسِرْ أَوِشْ مِنْ فَاءَ ثُلَاثِينُ وَعِلْمِ عَيْنًا وَضَمٌ جَاكَ بُوعَ فَحْتُمِلْ Where did he get that from, the issue of Ishmam? He got it from the Qira'at. Because that's not present. علم al-Nahw or does not deal with how something is pronounced, okay, in the, 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 the way that the word is said on the lips. It's not. So, Mas'alat al-Ishmam, al-Idgham, al-Idhar, al-Ikhfa, the Nuhat, they take it from, they take it from the Ilm al-Qira'at. Khalidhalik al-Luka, Imam al-Shatibi, he said, Waqila, he said, Waqila, Waqila, Thumma Ji'a Yushimmuha, لدى كسرها ضم الرجال لتكمل وحيل بإشمام وسيقة كما رسى وسيئة وسيئة كان راويه أنبلا يعني مسألة الإشمام is owned by the قراءات and it's borrowed from them put into grammar another example I want to give that shows the relationship between نحو and and قراءات the مسألة that the grammarians speak about a lot which is is it permissible عطفه على جواز العطف على الضمير المجرور دون إعادة الجاري؟ For example, مرت بك أنت وزيدين. Am I allowed to say that without saying وبزيدين? I don't repeat. I don't bring back the half jar. I say مرت بك أنت وزيدين. Am I مرت بك وزيدين? Is that right? Is that fair? The Basriin they said no. It's not right. You can only say that عند الضرورة when there's a necessity for it. You can't say it other than that. The Kufiyun came back and they said, you can't say it. What's the problem? Marartu bika wa zaydin, you can say it, without having to say wa bizaydin. And our evidence for that is the Qira'ah of Hamza. You know, Habib al-Zayyat. Shatibi says, wa kufiyuhum tasa'aluna mukhaffafan wa hamzatu wal-arhama bil-khafti jammala. Yani, wa hamzatu wal-arhama bil-khafti jammala. 
Hamza recited the ayah, Ya ayyuhan nasu taqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha wa batta minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisaa wa attaqu allaha alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wal arhami Hamza ibn Habib al-Zayyat recited it like that. And it's a qira'ah which is mutawatirah. So it's allowed. It's actually a recitation of the Qur'an. So the Basriyun was silenced based on a recitation, a qira'ah. ولذلك ابن مالك rejected the argument of the Basriyin and he said وَعُودُ خَافِذٍ لَدَى عَطْفٍ عَلَى ضَمِيرِ خَافِذٍ لَازِمًا قَدْ جُعِلَى وَلَيْسَ عِنْدِ لَازِمًا إِذْ قَدْ أَتَى فِي النَّظْمِ وَالنَّثْرِ الصَّحِيحِ مُتْبَتًا He didn't accept that from them because a qira'ah sab'iyya has come regarding this issue. It distinguished what is right from what is wrong. It clarified everything for us. That really shows you al-alaqa bayna al-qira'at wa lughat al-arabiyya. The relationship between qira'at and the Arabic language. What about the relationship between qira'at and aqidah? And does it have an effect on aqidah? Yes, it does. It does. قوله تعالى الآية of الله سبحانه وتعالى بل عجبت ويسخرون قراءة حمزة الكسائي is بل عجبت instead of بل عجبت so what's the difference if it's بل عجبت which is the قراءة الباقون بل عجبت if you read it, read it like that بل عجبت ويسخرون then of course the خطاب is the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and الله تبارك وتعالى is talking to the prophet here but if you recite it in the recitation of Hamza and Kisai, and you read it as Bal Ajib Tu, then this becomes Ayah. This Ayah becomes Min Ayati Sifat. It becomes Ayat Sifat. What does that mean? It means that you're now affirming for Allah Sifatul Ajab. Sifatul Ajab is a characteristic that we affirm for Allah. We already do that based on the hadiths that have come regarding it. But you've now got an Ayah for it as well. You've got an ayah to affirm ajab for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, ilmul qiraat is a very, very important science, as you can see. It's connected to all of those sciences and many more that I have chosen to leave out. So in this, inshallah ta'ala, episode, you learned the importance of ilmul qiraat and how important it is for each and every one of us to study it, to learn it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How can you do a two-second action right now that will give you a share of the reward of everything we're doing on this youtube channel simple like this video and click subscribe why it will allow youtube to recommend our videos to other users and imagine the huge amount of reward that could be waiting for you on the day of judgment if you did that with a sincere intention of spreading the deen of allah you'll be rewarded for every single person who benefits from one of our videos as a result of your like or subscribe. That's an easy two second action that you definitely don't want to miss out on. Do it now, click like and subscribe and don't forget to make that intention.